Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast and happy Monday. That truly feels like a Monday because my God, do we have a mountain to climb today? So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with, wait, I have to stop singing songs on the podcast. We'll get into that later in the week. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Hey, Letter Delu, doing good. As you stated, it's such a Monday. Yuck. Oh my God. But it's exciting because there's so much percolating, so much to discuss. We have so much to do today. I think everyone is kind of looking to us, the number one sports podcast in the world, to be like, what is going to be said today? There's not much that can be said, you know? Like, it's, I mean, the, the, like most good things in life, today's episode is going to be layered because last night was layered. There was so much going on. Of course, there were two different games, two different teams headed to the Super Bowl, two teams' dreams were crushed. But then there's, of course, the Taylor and Travis element, which not only like were we fed, we feasted. We, yeah. as a culture, we feasted. We were full on life last night. They gave us so much to talk about. They really did. And of course, it's our first story. And I feel like we should just wait for the stories to get into it because it's kind of like the only story. Like the other four. Who cares? Take them or leave them. Yeah. So we'll get into that and we'll do a really quick before the stories catch yeah, up. Yeah, this isn't going to be one of those days where it's 20 minutes till the first story. Like, I mean, well, first of all, not turned to loot. You never know. It's like, so true. You can't say that until it's done. I know, but like I have one thing on my mind right now, you know? I know. I know, but let's just catch up quickly. How was your weekend? How was the stockyards? How was the rodeo? My weekend was amazing. I went to, and I kept last week calling it the Dallas Rodeo, and I realized like why that, you know, rubbed people the wrong way. It's not the Dallas Rodeo. It's the Fort Worth Rodeo. And you would think, like, the airport is called Dallas-Fort Worth. They're literally the same. They could not be more different, these two towns. And I've been to Dallas many times, and it's like a mini New York. Obviously, it's southern, but it's not like crazy country like it's no it's like a suburban it feels like Long Island it's urban like it's not it's not that crazy you know I spent the whole weekend in Fort Worth very different 30 minutes outside of Dallas and I had such a blast it's so country like it's really Texas you know and we went to the rodeo the Fort Worth rodeo and we just spent the whole weekend in Fort Worth like doing the things getting hats boots doing the things you're supposed to do I had such a blast I first of all love the rodeo and, you know, I was given, like, a little bit, like, special access. You know, I got to go behind the scenes and see the bulls and such. Special treatment. You got to meet the bulls. I did. And when I was with, you know, the rodeo peeps, the, the question on everybody's lips, I kept saying, I was like, have you seen the longest seen ride? Seen the longest ride? Jackie, they have. They have seen the longest ride. And is it an accurate representation of their profession? I actually do think so. And they like it? They like it. Do they like it as much as we like it? I mean, I don't know if they literally like remembered every detail of the film. They were like, oh yeah, I think I've seen that movie. Like it doesn't resonate with them in the way that it resonated with us. It's too much, you guys. If you haven't seen The Longest Ride, like you absolutely have to. It's the best romance movie out there. It is the strangest movie. Do you agree? It is. Yeah, because it's all about, it's like obviously The Longest Ride, The Bull Ride. It's about the rodeo. The romance. But it also has a lot of Jewish history. Yes. I I remember when I first saw the movie, I was like, is this a romantic comedy or a Holocaust movie? Like, it was... It's kind of a Holocaust movie. I know it sounds crazy. That's why you have to watch it. it. You can't put it into words. But that's why it's so good, I think, because it has so much depth. No, and I heard all weekend about, you know, the amazing Jewish community in Fort Worth. You know, we got a real nice synagogue around here. Like, I kind of I'm obsessed with Fort Worth I went to the stockyards I really I honestly it was one of those trips where I feel like I didn't get enough time absorbing the culture 
you left wanting more. Oh, and it's really worth noting, I don't believe there is a town more populated with toasters than Fort Worth, Texas. I... I, you know, I love to travel this great nation and I love to measure, you know, the toaster per capita ratio. I have never in my life met more toasters than I did at Fort Worth. And I'm waiting. I need to go visit some more towns because I don't know if there's a town more populated. But maybe it was just like the rodeo no. was very toasty. No, 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 no. It was They for, weren't there for the rodeo? Like everyone in Fort Worth goes to the rodeo, but they weren't from out of town. They weren't. No, it's very much like a local affair. Got it. And it was amazing. Like, I just had the best time. I'm so excited to be back. And, you know, man plan God locked. Oh, yeah, with her big flight that came home. How many times last week did I say I got on an earlier flight because I love football, yada, yada, yada. So I got on the earlier flight. We're starting our initial descent into LaGuardia Airport. And the guy's like, uh, actually, never mind. Our landing gear is like not fit for icy conditions. So we have to go to the nearest airport where there's no ice. That's Raleigh. Now, I just want to say like this new trend where airlines are like, you know, putting people on planes that aren't fit to fly. You know, we know about the Alaska door. I'm calling out. Yeah, Delta, you put me. Who the fuck flies to New York in the middle of Boeing? Who the fuck flies to New York in the middle of January without proper landing gear? Like it's really dangerous and I didn't feel unsafe because we had the proper landing gear like we could have landed in Florida like whatever but like what the fuck and it's like we are literally go people are putting themselves into debt just to get on a flight these days like it's so expensive and we're literally being put in danger I I don't know about this life no we need to talk about the airlines yeah because if we don't who will it's unacceptable I want to say the, like the Alaska the Airlines door the door should the stay wings on. should be bolted then there was the other flight where some dude was sitting in the exit row and like looked out the window and it looked like the wing was like fly like like falling off so he said oh excuse me Mr. Flight Attendant I feel like the wing is maybe like not secure turns out he was right they didn't take off like what is going on what is going on at Boeing? And then did you see the CEO? He like went to Congress to answer for his sins. And he was like, we would not put a plane in the air. But you did. That we didn't. Bro, your door fell off. Yeah. What about the door? So, and it's like, we've been flying. Flying airplanes isn't like new technology. No, no. It's, but it's like they were doing it better decades ago than they are now. Like what's changed? We need a full investigation. And I agree. It's more expensive than ever. And we used to complain like, the price goes up, the quality goes down, your sardines. It's yep. so, such like a torturous, but now it's dangerous, unluxurious experience. But like you arrived. So, yeah, I was like beyond annoyed that I then had to reroute an hour, sit on the tarmac for an hour while they like fixed whatever it was, and then fly back an hour. It was a three hour like delay. And of course, I was annoyed about that, but I was also like concerned about the safety of me and my fellow passengers. Right. And it was, and then I, so thank you. God. Oh, and of course, this is just the way the world works. I'm like, all right, I'll miss the first game. I'll miss the Chiefs game. But I really was like more concerned with the Niners game. And I'll just watch it on the plane. Of course, my flight didn't have direct TV. Like some Delta flights have access to live TV and some don't. Of course, mine didn't. And it just feels like back in the day, they all had live TV. They did. And now we have less live TV, but we're supposed to be advancing as a a people. No, we have less live TV, but like we have Sirius XM audio. Like who fucking cares? Yeah. So thank God for YouTube TV. I was able to watch, and I have to give, you know, credit where credit is due. The Wi-Fi was streamable and it was free. So it was excellent Wi-Fi. I didn't have any problems. I was able to watch the whole game. But like, what the fuck? Like giving third world. Yeah. Like, my God. 
whatever. So I got home just in time for the Niners game, but like me and my big plans. And if I had stuck with the original flight, I would have gotten home an hour earlier. Right. But you, at least you made it home same day for the Niners game, which was the game that was more important to you until we saw what we saw. By the way, don't you feel like, okay, so all the girlies who were tuning in for football last night, like everybody was watching for Taylor and Travis. And of course we tuned in and we were excited about that too. But like, I was really excited for the 49ers game and it's because I'm not like other girls, you know, like all these other girls who are tuning in just for Taylor. Like I tune in for Taylor, but also for the love of the sport. Wow. She's one of those. She's crossed over to the dark side. And I love to drink beer. The way that I felt watching the game yesterday and I was watching with um, some other people, I felt like I know everything. Yeah. There's nothing. And I know you guys like to say like, we don't don't know. I knew more than anyone else. I I was the go-to source for information. Did you see that touchback in the Chiefs game? No, I didn't. Oh, well, I like kind of. I barely was watching. I was, you know, like eating and with the kids and stuff. But like it as in. As far as like the dynamics at play and like oh, as far as I know the dynamics, everything. yeah, I know everything. Well, there was a touchback um, called in the Chiefs game, which I kind of brought to light last week right. as this really dumb controversial rule, and everyone was messaging me like, "Oh my god, I know what a touchback is because of the toes." So like, it's just people say we don't do important work here, and those people are dumb and ugly. Yeah. So let's get into the story. Wait, because, before we do. Oh. It's also worth noting that we did a big merch shop on Friday and I'm so happy everyone got their merch. I wanted to say the shop is still open. So we're going to be accepting orders for a little bit longer. There's two sets available. They're very sporty, very athletic. One is gray, one is navy. I am wearing a size medium. Jackie wears a medium slash large. Um, and it's just a fabulous merch shop that you can get at shoptoastmerch.com. It's kind of our biggest merch shop to date. I'm so excited that everybody's loving like the athletic vibes we're doing. Yeah. And I, you just love to see it. You really do. Get your threads, shoptoastmerch.com. Now. Now, without further ado, it's time. It is time. It is, it is. Fast Five Stories that you need to know, but really just the one. And the Fast Five Stories that you need to know, but really just the one, are brought to you by the new Lionsgate movie, Scrambled, which is a heartfelt yet hilarious journey of self-discovery and self-love. It was written, directed, and stars... Leah McKendrick, who is, quote, among IndieWire's top female filmmakers to watch this year. I was watching the uh, trailer last week, like not literally getting teared up. Talk about a movie that's talking about, it's a real movie that feels like a movie that's talking about like a real issue for women. Like it's a real thing women go through. I feel like it's a really relatable story. So quintessential eternal bridesmaid Nellie Robinson, who's played by Leah McKendrick, is constantly finding herself between weddings, baby showers, bad dates. So when she begins to feel like the clock is ticking, she is faced with the bleak romantic prospects. Nellie decides to freeze her eggs, setting her on an empowering journey to a brave new world where she ultimately discovers the one she's looking for might just be herself. So Film Thread is calling it a brilliant storytelling film. And you can learn more about it at lionsgate.com slash movie slash scrambled. Watch the trailer. The music was making me cry. And it's just like she's so much of the movie, the trailer's like her and her brother, like her brother is older than her. No one's like bothering him about having kids. He's literally gonna have kids when he's 70. And she just like finds herself in this moment where she's like, oh my God, like if I don't have kids or if I don't do something, like I might not be able to. So it's a very relatable story. It's in theaters February 2nd. It is rated R. So again, the movie's called Scrambled. It's a Lionsgate film and it is in theaters February 2nd. Rated R. Today's episode is also brought to you by 
Kate and Lane and their new Color Me pajama sets, which are the kids these days' latest obsessions. So Kate and Lane was started in 2005 by a single mom who wanted to create better and cuter clothes, accessory, and keepsakes for her own children. And Kate and Lane is on a mission to make mom's lives easier. They show That shows up in their Color Me pajamas that help make bedtime fun and enjoyable or hiding extra zips and snaps in outfits to make it easier for moms to get their little ones dressed. You see the brands that go viral. You wonder if they're worth the hype. Well, Kate and Lane is absolutely worth the hype. They have over 70,000 five-star reviews and millions of customers for a reason. If I may. Please. Caden Lane is the best pajama kids clothes baby brand. It's all I buy every time Charlie hits a new age. Like I go to Caden Lane and I rebuy all the ones I had at the other size because I love them so much. They have the cutest prints, but they're also just the softest. And you want to be putting your baby in the softest things. For Charlie, it's what he wears every single day is, you know, footy pajamas. But for Harry, those are the pajamas he wears to sleep at night. And I still want them to be super soft. Of course. So much so that Caden Lane is a new sponsor on the toast, which is so exciting. But they wanted to gift us stuff. And I literally own everything mm -hmm. from their website already. So I got some like accessories, which Harry also loves silicon, silicone toys of silicon? like pots and <laughs> Pots and pans and forks and like oh, eating utensils and stuff because that's the only thing I didn't already own from their site. Also, it makes for the best gift because they will personalize anything. Just, I literally owned everything from the site already for the from the last two years that I had to find something I didn't already own. Caden Lane. Also, I'm sure you've seen the meme. If I could tell new moms one tip, mm -hmm. it's zippered pajamas zippered pajamas don't bother with the buttons don't bother with anything else zippered pajamas and Caden Lane has the zipper that starts from the top and also the zipper that starts from the bottom for those just diaper changes in the middle of the night you Kate don't need anything else Caden Lane is your one-stop shop for all your newborn infant and toddler apparel head to cadenlane.com slash toast and use code toast for 20% off your order I will be I will be once again that's Caden C-A-D-E-N-L-A-N-E dot com backslash toast for 20% off and make sure to use promo code toast so they know that we sent you I will be using that code. Thank you, La Turdelu. You welcome. Our first story. Last night. Yeah. Last night, we let the football talk. So let's just, like, go in chronological order, you know? Okay. That seems like a good plan. It's 3 o'clock. We're in Baltimore. The Ravens, led by Lamar Jackson, are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, led by, of course, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And everyone's talking about this game for a multitude of reasons. One, I think people were like, is Taylor going to go? Of course she's going to go. I never even crossed my mind to say, is Taylor going to storm the field? Because, of course, she would never do that. Like, it's so... What's so funny is while we were watching the game, Zach was like, do you think Taylor's going to go on the field? And I was like, no, she can't. Like, it's a secure... Like, Le no, never. What are you, what are you saying? Yuck. Do you, have you been Yuck. paying attention? And then when I saw it on my phone, I was the first one to see it. I was like, she went on the field. Okay, so the game itself was really, it was heartbreaking because this is my first time ever watching a Baltimore Ravens game. We've been talking a lot about Lamar Jackson. He's like this wonder kid, yada, yada, $80 million. I've never seen it in action. Let me tell you, he's very talented. Extremely talented. The team is very good. They have great defense. It was a, it was a tough loss. It wasn't like it was this big, you know, Blowout. loserville. It was anyone's game up until the end. And I felt, I felt for the people of Baltimore, I did, because... I don't know, maybe it was just like, I really like their color. That that violet was nice. Like, I just, I was, I was kind of rooting for them a little bit. I was like, go off, Lamar. That's how I felt about the debt, too. I like their color, and I felt bad for their fans. Okay, so <clears throat> I have like a, a hot take when we get to debt, but I'll get there in a minute. Because the debt fans are giving Barbie movie fans. They just, they're being really sensitive, and they're like, like, seriously, you guys celebrating? Like, do you know what we've been through? It's like, relax, it's football. No, for real. I kept having this realization and it's like, I'm so, I'm so into sports. You guys, like I'm here. This is a sports podcast. Like we're changing our whole business. We love sports. We I want to watch it all the time. I can't get enough. 
But then I like have this moment where I'm like, take a step this back. This is a game. No, the debt fans are being really crazy. This is crazy. a game. Like, like we play this in our backyard and like the amount of hoopla for a game and people, the way they talk about it, it's, you have to just, just like, just immerse Suspend. yourself and not think about that. Yeah. But they literally act as if it's like a war. Life or death. You know? No. And like people were messaging me being like, I won't be able to tune in. And like dead serious, by the way, I won't be able to tune into the toast tomorrow. Like it's so heartbreaking. And I know the story of the debt. Like, and I, and what they accomplished is amazing. Like, and what I was saying to Ben last night, cause Ben was like, oh my God, this really sucks. Um, and it does. But you don't just like one year get really good and win the Super Bowl. Like it takes time. And so they've never even made it this far. And so their time is coming. It's the, it is not their time, but the death's time is coming. It doesn't just happen in one year, like this magical thing. What they did is amazing. It's historic. They will get to the Super Bowl in the next few years. Like this is the start. Do you know how many years, like the last couple of years, the 49ers lost in the NFC championships, lost the Super Bowl? Like it takes time. You build and you build and you build and you will get there. The debt fans absolutely have to calm down like you will get there it will happen for you yeah back to chronological order and if, and it, and if you can't make peace with that just remember it's a game and yeah like we're just having fun it's so fun and we're getting we're getting overplayed paid to play a sport that you play as children it's like, so fun it's fun so back to Baltimore it was a really tough loss but of course you know and I did say here on this show that the NFL of course has a vested interest in getting the Chiefs to the Super Bowl and I did you know kind of share that conspiracy theory about the ref who's notoriously lenient on the away team and I watched the game and I felt like it was fair I have no I have no qualms about the NFL being scripted a lot of people are like the NFL is scripted of course the Chiefs wanted but I watched the game and they won fair and square also, the Chiefs have been in four of the last five Super Bowls. Like, yeah. maybe they're just good right now. Yeah. Maybe Patrick and Travis and the boys, like, are the best out there. Yeah, no, like, things are, you know, popular for a reason. Like, they are good. Yeah, they're kind of how the Patriots were. You wouldn't say, like, it was a conspiracy to get the Patriots to the Super Bowl every time they went. I, I think people would have said that, by the way, like, back in the day. Like, they were saying that. Really? It was just Tom Brady. Yeah, no, it was, it, it's just Patrick Mahomes. And by the way, four out of five Super Bowls, he's won four out of five Super Bowls, and the one that he lost was to Tom Brady. There you go. So it was fabulous. The game was great. And then Taylor took to the field. And absolutely no one was expecting that, at least of all me. And we just got so much footage we get and you know what we get a lot from them comparative to her other relationships like I feel like every time we get a lot from them comparative to any celebrity relationship because she goes once a week and yeah. sees him and, and then she's we also so generous in the rest of the week we get a lot she's so generous so I feel every time they step out together I'm shocked by what they give us and last night was absolutely no exception the amount that we were given was it was historic it was baffling it was historic. I feel like over the last, I know it's been 12 games because the Super Bowl will be the 13th game she attends. Yep. I feel like she's become really comfortable in the yep. football environment. I think she really likes most of the fans and the way that the whole stadium treats her and the whole organization that like by the time she went onto the field last night, like it's a comfortable environment for her filled with other huge stars and huge moments that she doesn't feel so out of place. I completely agree. I think like the league and the coach and especially like the 
Kansas City franchise has been very welcoming to her. Now, of course, there's like the moronic, idiotic fans who like burn pictures of her at tailgates. I don't think that stuff really gets to her. I think I, I agree with you. Like the league at a very high level and the team at a very high level, like take care of her and make her feel like family. Like there's that picture going viral of Andy Reid like pointing at her. He's on stage accepting the yeah. AFC champion and he's pointing at Taylor. I think she feels like it's a real family. I think she feels safe. And I think a lot of that has to do with Travis making her feel really comfortable in who she is. Like, I mean, I hate to always bring up the song Peace, but I think up until this point, the song Peace is a perfect example of how Taylor felt about her fame, but also how it would affect like her happiness romantically. And if you re if you listen to the lyrics, it's like kind of devastating. It's like a person coming to grips with the fact that like she'll never really be, you know, in a relationship that's comfortable and that's normal and that is able to make do with her level of fame. And here in comes this just like big dope Travis who loves every minute of it, who I think has taken away like every shred of insecurity she had about like her being this sort of like elephant in a room. Cause he's an elephant. Cause I mean, he's, uh, he's an elephant and he's larger than life and no one's really bigger than her, but in so many ways he is. And I, it's, I saw that meme that was like Taylor singing peace and Travis just comes in and he's like, he down. He's like, laugh. <laughs> No, and you know what it is? Like, he it's, doesn't have these internal conflicts that no. she's worried about he's for so He's so neurotypical. Long. He's neurotypical, he's confident, and he's having fun. And these things should be fun. Yep. Remember, we're playing a game. No, at the end of the day, what it boils down to is, like, up until Taylor met Travis, like, everything was just so serious. And Travis is this deeply unserious person. And I think it took, like, this kind of, like, silly, goofy, you know, man to, like, make Taylor realize, like, wait, not everything is so dire. I'm literally like the most famous, beautiful woman talented in the world. Like I could do whatever the fuck I want. And she just, you know, what if I just went on the field? What if I just had some fun? What if I did what I want? And yeah, what if I went on the field and now her having gone on the field, it's like, of course she should have done that. Of course. And look how much fun she had. Like, and she would have, that would have like, would have been a moment she robbed herself of because she was like, so, you know, nervous about what people would say or wanting to protect this like deeply you know being deep like deeply protective over something she would have missed out and as much as she has like security concerns about going down to the field if you actually think about it the field is another safe place yep. filled with only players and their families the same people she's been around yep. for the last few months like the only difference is there's even more cameras but she's kind of shirked that yep concern and it's and I think she said it or people are speculating she said in the video like I don't give a fuck about all the it. cameras so he no, he said like he clocked a camera yes and was like act like not going to be super PDA and then she said I don't give a fuck and, and by the way him. the lip readers are working overtime because these two and I, I don't know why it's shocking but they said like love you yeah they did well like, good multiple times good no a, a serious relationship that started over the summer and now it's February like they should be in love this is on track they for in their the words, eventual marriage. In the words of Liz P. Woods, these two shall wed. Yeah, I don't see how they don't. But then what gets me every time, and I was watching the footage, like just guffawing mm -hmm. over the whole thing. But what had me actually chuckling was his speech. Yeah. You gotta fight <laughs> for your right to party. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'm like, how is this her boyfriend? No, I know. Like, this is the woman who wrote, family that I chose now that I see your brother as my brother. Because there's robbers to the... Like, the literal poet of our generation. Like, you could open any Taylor Swift song, even the most, like, corny pop one, and find the most, like, literally Walt Whitman-level reference. But do you think it's more profound than you've got to fight for your right to party? No. 
He kind of did fight for his right to party. In the game, he yep. fought hard, and now he has the right to party. And I'm sorry, like, anybody Facts. who's ever read any sort of romance novel having to do with athletes, like, and I'm currently reading one about a hockey player, so, like, I'm just kind of envisioning, like, her being so tiny under his, like, big shoulders. I know he was wearing padding, but, like, still. His, like, elbows are bloody. Like, literally, he's covered in dirt and blood. And her just being, like, so tiny with her red lipstick. Like, you couldn't, Colleen Hoover could never. Like, no. you couldn't write a book this romantic no you really couldn't and what's crazy is she's not even she's, she's six foot yeah so he's just that large it is a dream no it's seriously was so cute but the the speech was cracking me up it, no and like that's just i think the speech the speech you're right is sort of emblematic of what's going on here such a deeply unserious, positive, happy, goofy person with someone who I feel like, especially like pandemic and then folklore evermore and then the breakup with Joe for a few years was quite morose. No, and I think feel like she surrounds herself with like artistic, even yep. not her boyfriends, like Jack Antonoff, yep. like artistic. Energy. Dark, thoughtful, serious people. Yep. No, but not everything has to be that way all the time. I completely agree. It was too much to bear. Like... And I imagine if you're like one of these people who's like, oh, Taylor Swift ruined the NFL. Like last night was probably like horrible for you because it's all anyone's talking about. Yeah. No, I forgot. Like we also got our Super Bowl teams. Who, Who cares? cares? Actually, Who cares? I care because the 49ers and we'll get there afterwards. But like it was like I could seriously I could do a five hour podcast on this, like on just well, the all thing, the videos. As much as there's so much to say, like I have no words, you know, there's yeah. no hot take. It's more so just like processing our feelings. Yeah. Speaking about the cultural significance, what we maybe think happened behind the scenes and, and, and just treasuring it. Behind the scenes, we know that Kylie and Jason were there again. I saw a bunch of pictures of them in the suite. So I feel like they're getting along. Oh, yeah. They're not best friends. They're not best friends. They should. I don't think they need to be or that they even should be because that's just too much. Yep. Agreed. Taylor brought... Kelly Teller and Cara Delevingne. And it's so funny how Kelly Teller has become like a Kansas City Chiefs like girly at every game when her husband is the biggest Eagles fan. Probably like a bigger Eagles fan doesn't exist. But I actually don't think it's that much of a conflict because now Kelly's hanging out with Jason, who's oh, yeah. the Eagle. It's not a conflict. But I wonder why and he wasn't there. I feel there. like Chiefs fans can also be Eagles fans if you're Kelsey fans. That's true. Unless they're in the Super Bowl against one another. Right, the Kelsey Bowl. So, um, wait, there was one more thing I wanted to say. She was wearing the bracelet. Everyone's quaking TNT. Oh, yeah. She wore a diamond tennis bracelet that's like made to look like a cheap friendship bracelet, but it's actually made of diamonds because friendship bracelets is just like how this whole thing started with her and Travis. And it says TNT, which people are saying stands for Taylor and Travis, but N starts with an A. No, so, I don't think that N is for N because you don't. like, no. Not only would Taylor never, like most people would never, especially when you're setting it in diamonds. Like, right. N. What do you think it stands M&Ms. for? What do you think I don't know. For? Me neither. Me, does he have a, like a puppy or something? Oh, the other thing I wanted to say was another video that's going viral is Taylor leaving the stadium with everyone, Brittany Mahomes, all the Kelsey's, and there's like fans outside and there's literally like a fucking wench, like a literally being like, Taylor, a woman, you ruined football. Like screaming at a Taylor. And Taylor definitely hears and she goes like this. I love you so much. <laughs> love you all. Thank Wait, but that's you. also because everybody else who's waiting there like does love Taylor. So why would she Duh. like why would she respond to the one wench? No, but like, is that wench for real? 
Like that's that's giving like I care about football. Not I'm not Taylor focusing Swift. on the wench. I love that. I will. I refuse. And I think in general, football has brought so many couples together, fathers and daughters. Yeah, Taylor. Like it's all good. It's all good. And I was watching the game out of my periphery yesterday, and I didn't see Taylor once. And then the boys were saying like, no, they showed her a few times, but not incessantly because I didn't see her once. It was not incessant. It was pretty much anytime Travis did something big, like a touchdown or a big catch, they panned to the person's friends and family. Like, why is that a big deal? That should be classic. I want to see it what is. the friends and family have to say. Oh, and I feel bad that like this whole recap you know, we really haven't mentioned Lamar Jackson because he did such a good job. And this was like my first intro to Lamar Jackson. And he um, is also going viral for throwing a, you know, a ball like he does as the quarterback. And it got tipped off by someone. So it like flew the other way and he caught it. So he he caught the ball that he threw. Did you see that? I heard about it. It was me and Ben were like, we were sh like, that was next level. Like, and that's, he's a deeply talented person. And I felt bad because, you know, he was playing really well and the team was playing well. Like I have no notes for them, you know? Yeah, the thing is, I feel like the Chiefs and the Ravens were, like, better than all the other conference teams, but they yeah. have to play each other here. Because the boys last night were saying that the other conference, the 49ers conference, like, doesn't have a great team. Well, they have the Eagles and the Niners, so that's not true. Well, the Eagles didn't go far, so how but, great. But they were, like, they were supposed to. And the Niners played amazing, and Brock, everybody owes Brock an apology, but they have this, like, fatal flaw in the fact that they don't have a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the second game now, because it was so fabulous, and it was a true roller coaster. This was a Nail team biter. Was, they were down by 17 points at the half. They could not get arrested. Like, not only could they not score any points, they couldn't stop the other team from scoring points. Like, it was just bad. It was 21-7, I think that was the score, or maybe 24-7, and... Not to make everything about me, but like I never really Claudia lost. Claudia called me like feeling embarrassed. I literally put <laughs> on my Instagram story. I said, I'm not worried. Like I I know that like something's going to happen in the locker room. They, 49ers have that sort of like, you know, Dylan Panthers energy where it's like. Like team camaraderie. Yeah, they're all really friends and family. A lot of them have been on the team for many, many years. They're going to get in that locker room and that Kyle Shanahan is going give, to give a speech. You think that, it was Kyle Shanahan? I don't know who it was, actually. I don't know who gives the speeches. They should have like I a pastor like, on the payroll. No, I feel like it's a teammate. It's not always who you oh. think it was. Like, not Brock. I think it might have been like Kyle Juszczyk because I think that's his role within the team really is like he. Paternal. Yeah, and I, I feel like he's a great friend to everyone. Like, everyone really respects him. That's why I've, like, that's the vibe I get from I like listening that. to Zach's shows. Like, he's a a fixture in the team, kind of like a Jason Kelsey. Yep. I know. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just knew they were going to pull it out. And I literally put it on my Instagram. People are freaking out about it. Like, I'm freaking out, too. But it was just, like, people are freaking out. Because at the half, I was like, do not worry. They're going to get a motivational speech. And the 49ers will win by three. They literally won by three. That's like a kind of a crazy call, no? Yeah, no, pretty crazy. And now people are obviously like saying that I am like involved with the NFL in scripting the season, which is just another libelous claim about me. Yeah, because if you were, you wouldn't have put it out there and you would have just like placed bets quietly. Right. Although, you know, last night did sort of negate the entire Super Bowl, Super Bowl logo conspiracy theory. Well, yeah, I feel like we were on to them. So they stopped. Yeah, you know? no, by the way, for sure. Once you but, catch on. But would they have been so obvious, the NFL, like by putting the actual teams in the logo? No. I don't think the NFL is scripted, but I do think with Taylor, 
they have huge financial incentive to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, but they didn't really even have to do anything because right. the Chiefs got themselves there. Maybe they, they chose a favorable ref, but still, if they were stinking, they yeah. couldn't get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I do think, though, that like it's just getting them there. I don't think they need to win. Like I don't think the, it'll be scripted. I agree because even if she got on the field and that would be a major moment, like the views are in, the show is over. So back to the 49ers game um, and the debt. If I was the debt, like the debt is really mad at us. Like, of course, like, cause we won. And if I was the debt, I know we like love our coach cause he's just this like amazing guy with this amazing story. But like, I feel as like a football analyst, the debt loss due to poor coaching. Cause there were two times on fourth down when they should have went for the kick, gotten three points and kept the lead up. They went for it on both fourth downs to try and like get another first down and they lost both times. They did not get a first down either time. That's two field goal attempts that you, like that's poor coaching. Like I know it's, you want to go for it, but you also have to be conservative and also like play the numbers. And I felt like that was a big mistake. So, so if they you made those be, two field goals, they would have won. Well, if they made either of them, it would have just been a different score. And it would have been like a one possession game versus a two possession game. Like, you know how that works at like the last two minutes with the three touchdowns. Like, no, literally, I don't know. It was just, I think it was bad coaching. And I know everyone's going to come for my neck, but like, sorry, we love this guy, Dan. But I think he made a mistake twice. Okay, you can make a mistake without being a bad coach. I think it was, no, I, I didn't say it was bad coach. I said it was bad coaching. Like, it was okay, bad calls also, being made. You said in the beginning, like, you started kind of like a referendum on him. No, I, I know they love their coach, but all, yeah, no, all, these two things can be true. You love your coach, but like you can be, like, I, if I was a debt fan, I would blame the loss on the coaching. Who coaches the coach? Ain't it good to be the coach? <laughs> you know, like if the coach needs to train and become a better coach. No, I don't think like you, if you get to be that level, like you don't need to be trained. You could always improve. Like the debt is like licking their wounds and as they should, like it sucks. I totally get it, but like, don't be mad at us for winning. Like, I think you had a very good, you were up by 20 points at one point. Like, you had a very good chance at winning. I think, like, your coach kind of, for lack of a better phrase, you know, fumbled the ball. I think you just underestimated the 49ers. No, I don't think anybody underestimated the 49ers. When I was watching the pregame with, like, Gronk and Terry Bradshaw, everyone was, like, Michael Strahan saying who they thought were, everyone said the Niners. Like, they are just factually a better team. Right, underestimated them in the sense that you thought that you could win. Yeah. But I think you should go into every game thinking you're going to win, you know? Yeah, but you thought that, like, you were going to win. I guess for a while you were winning. And, you know, Jared Goff was excellent. A lot of his, you know, receivers, I feel like that's maybe not the right word. Like, it wasn't Jared. Like, Jared was throwing the ball to the people. The people were not catching it. There was, like, a thousand fumbles. Also, we need to talk about Brock. Yeah. Everyone owes Brock an apology. Not us, because we've been supporting him all week and saying he deserves a little bonus. Mm-hmm. And saying that he's doing his best and his best is good enough. Right. And, you know, him going to the Super Bowl playing against Patrick Mahomes, who has a $500 million contract when he's getting paid $800,000. He's going to drop the ball. <laughs> yeah. It's really crazy. Now, as a matchup, I like, I am root, and people are like, Claudia, who are you going to root for? You love Taylor, but you're like, I'm a 49ers fan. Like, I am rooting for the 49ers. But, you know, it's not going to be bad if, if the other team wins. Like, I won't be devastated. However, like, I need to, you know, talk to Niner Nation. Like, how do we win for real? Like, how does Brock beat Patrick Mahomes? Like, for real. He preys on it. 
He preys on it. I love that. I'm rooting for the 49ers because I wanted the Chiefs in the Super Bowl so we can have this moment. Taylor running back from Tokyo. She, by the way, is going to the Super Bowl. She can make it. She has ample time. I thought she landed 5 p.m. on the day of the Super Bowl. No, she lands 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Saturday. The day before. She has 24 hours. She gets spa treatments. It's Vegas. She could have go out to dinner. Yeah. She has more than enough time. There's no reason why she shouldn't be there. She will be there. Like, it's not even a question. Right. So I just, like the NFL, I just needed Taylor at the Super Bowl. I don't need them to win. Same, same. No, I want to be a good, fair, clean game. we would get more field content, maybe an on-field proposal. Like, Travis actually would do something like that. Honestly, like, I, <laughs> if, okay. He wouldn't. But actually, you he know, would. you can't, you know, the thing is, you can't predict these two. Like, they have become so, almost like, in a good way, and I'm not meaning this negative, like, chuggy and millennial and public, like, I, what if he just got down on one knee? And it would just be giving, like, Romeo save me. Like, I can't. It's too much. He, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he would just do that. You can't put Travis in a box. You can't, like, even Taylor, like, the most powerful woman in the world, like, he's so unpredictable. Yeah, like, he could get up on holding the Lombardi trophy and be like, Taylor, he might even make a speech and and talk about her. Oh, my God. That I would like better. And he could also just, maybe he didn't even have it planned. He could just be like, will you marry me? And gives her his Super Bowl ring off his finger. Yeah, he's just like overcome. Overcome. You can't predict this man. So when you say it like that, I kind of need them to win. But barring that wouldn't happen, and it's just we want her at the Super Bowl. We want to see all that. I would want the 49ers to win. It is their time. They so deserve it. It is their time. That's what's most important, like, here. It's their time. But it is – it's not going to be an easy game, you know? This matchup, like, I think – as I I couldn't even say who's a better team. Like You kind of have to hope that, like, the Chiefs have an off game. Or not even the Chiefs, because I think the Chiefs are pretty evenly matched. The quarterbacks are not. But the Chiefs lost a lot of games this season. Remember there was a time where like them being out of yes. in the Super Bowl was out of the question? Yes, but it's like they got their shit together just in the nick of time. Whereas like the, the like them and the Eagles kind of had opposite experiences. Like the Chiefs were like stinging it up during the regular season and the Eagles were like on track to just being number one. And then they just sort of kind of had this sort of, you know, perpendicular journey. And it's like, I feel like football is all about like when you get your shit together as a team. It's a short season, you know? Or I feel like sometimes it's just not luck, but like the vibes, like... The vibes, the vibes could be off. And so the energy. I feel like for the Niners, they have to play their best and also hope that the vibes are a little off for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I know Brock is just, Brock is very, you know, hit or miss. I'm going to be honest. Like the first half was miss. Second half, he was like, fuck this. And he hit, you know, he had the power of Christ with him. It compelled him. That happens in the Super Bowl though too. He could have a it bad does. first half. The Super Bowl is a religious experience as well. And I think what last night's game taught us is that like, it's never over. No. Just when you think it is, it's not. Yeah, that was like that Super Bowl with the Falcons and the Patriots. Do you remember that one? I forget what year it was. They were winning, like the Patriots lost. Yeah. And then they just won. No, and that's what's so fun about football. And like, I always love the Super Bowl because I love the commercials. I love the food. I love the vibes. I love like the memes and the Super Bowl performer. But this year, I think might be like my favorite Super Bowl yet. Yeah, and we're going to be together. And we're going to be together. We're going to be eating so much food. Like, I think I'm going to have to get, like, wasted. Like, I'm going to be, like, a Brad. Like, I think I need to, like, start, like... Should we play beer pong? Like, I think we need to have, like, a full-blown house party. Done. Like, a frat energy. Great. Yeah, we could use the backyard. Maybe, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. Pool. I forgot. 
Like you have a house. Yeah, I have the outdoor TV. I just got my outdoor furniture. Oh my God, outdoor TV. Like should we have like an outdoor, and it's not even that like hot in Florida right now. No, we're having cold front right now. Like that's the vibe. Yeah. Put the hot tub on, like literally like a frat party. Hot tub. I haven't been in my hot tub. Let's do it. Okay. You'll have to figure out how to work it. I'm so excited. Like this is just like not me being like a real girl who loves football. So sad that there's not football on this week. It's the Pro Bowl, but like who cares? But what's crazy is that Travis Kelsey's going to do a podcast this week. He's going to do a podcast this week. Oh, and then of course... In the bye week, you know, the week before the Super Bowl, it's the Grammys. Taylor Swift has been confirmed to be attending. Of course, she's nominated for Album of the Year. A lot of people were like, well, if he loses, he'll be able to go with her. I think if he wants to go with her, like like you said, Andy Reid, they love her. I do think they'll give him one day off. And like, they need a break. You need to rest. Because of the Super Bowl, I don't think he'll go. But wait, let me tell you, the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Him going to L.A., so they're training it's in on Las the Vegas way. this week? When do they? No. The I don't know goes. when you go, but you definitely go early. You have to do press. There's a lot of stuff. Like, wait, also, can we talk about how every commercial on football is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? I imagine this year Travis Kelsey made more in brand deals than he did from his Super Bowl contract. I was curious about the commercials, too. I felt like every commercial is COVID, Paxlovid, and the Pfizer. No, Jackie, literally Experian, well, Travis uh, Kelsey, State Farm, State Travis Farm. Kelsey, Subway, Travis Kelsey. There was two more. I was shocked. And a lot of them have been on the whole season. I'm sure he got them at the beginning before he started dating Taylor. But I'm sure he booked some more commercials. But I feel like also when you're watching a Chiefs game. Oh, they Pfizer. Play. He's Pfizer. Four. Yeah, Mr. Pfizer. Yeah, like so many like commercials. I watch a Chiefs game, they play the commercials with the Chiefs players. Mm, that's a good call. Maybe. It would be smartening. Smart marketing. It, it's synergy. And then maybe for the Niners debt game, they don't really have commercial guys. So they no, just I feel like George Kittle is, is commercial. Oh, Christian McCaffrey? He's in commercials. No, not saying that they aren't, they shouldn't be, but are they in commercials? I don't maybe know. Christian this, McCaffrey. I feel like he is. This is also his first Super Bowl. Christians? Yeah. Muzzle. And like, you know, the Olivia Copo of it all, the Chris. Do you think Christian Juszczyk will make an outfit for Brittany Mahomes or Taylor Swift, even though they're like competitors? I do. Yes, because I think it's like the women's, I think it's a good message. It reminds everyone like this is a game. We're having fun. We can all support one another. And she has two weeks now to make a bunch of outfits. And I think Kristen should make something for Taylor. That way confirmed like we got a sleigh outfit. Yeah. And Kristen's like sort of signature look is these puffer jackets. Um, but it's in Vegas, so she oh. might have to do like a corset. She's also big known for corsets and miniskirts. Right, but she's only been doing the puffers because it's been freezing. Oh, that's true, actually. But And that's but, like what she went viral for. Right, but she usually does like a corset or an oversized tee or a, a pant or a jacket. She could do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what she wears, too. What everyone yeah. wears. Yeah. We kind of need a red carpet. No. And there are so many like events leading up to the Super Bowl, like parties for the, and especially because it's in Vegas, it's going to be like even bigger and better, big clubs. But there aren't like real red carpet moments at the Super Bowl. And there really needs to be. There needs to be like a full televised. We need E! News. We need Tanya Rad and Justin like there. We need a red carpet. And then when the wags like walk into the stadium, they just walk that carpet. It doesn't have to be like this whole thing, but we just need no. a camera on them. And when the players walk, they get like the full Hollywood treatment. We yep. see all their outfits. It's like a big fashion show. Obviously, Travis is known for like his killer outfits. We need that for the women. We do. Like, fo sorry, football's for everybody now. And we need, you know, equal pay. And it would be a red carpet, which is great because both teams are red. Oh, so who wears what color? Well, 
And they're both kind of like red and yellow. One team, like in the Super Bowl, someone is considered like the home team. Also, they did play each other in 2020, so we could just look back at those picks. Yeah, yeah. Rematch. No, there's a lot of history here. It's going to be an amazing Super Bowl. I cannot wait. Good luck to everyone. Go Niners. Bang, bang. Woohoo. Any other thoughts? No, I mean, like so many. They're just pouring out of me. I'm sure they'll continue to pour out for the rest of the show, but... And the rest like, of the week. Also, the airlines with their 1989 flights and 80s flight 87 going from Kansas City to Las Vegas. Like, just keep the door on the plane. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> just keep the door on and we're good. I guess it's like a thing whenever they find out who's going to the Super Bowl, airlines will add flights from Smart. that makes town. Sense. Makes sense. And now they're like being kitschy and cute with their marketing. Like, it's flight number 1989. Uh, keep the doors on and go get a drill and screw the bolts in and shut up. Just make it there safely, please, and thank yeah, you. Why don't you bring the fans alive? That would be nice. <laughs> bring the fans alive. Why don't you deliver all, all the fans parts, in a lively? Why don't you bring all the fans in a lively manner? <laughs> all cell phones stay on the plane. Yeah. Like, why don't we? What if you just did your job? Yeah. Don't worry about the flight number. Don't worry about it. No. Don't worry. Like, you'll have your moment. Ha ha. Cute. Like 1989. Like ha. No. Just no. Do. do we all have a role to play in the Super Bowl to come, and yours is just getting the fans there safely. Yours is just safety. Just, no, and travel, necessity. It's not about the numbers and the Taylor Swift. You have no part of the Taylor Swift uh, fandom, I'm sorry. No, it's like, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Like, get out. No one wants you. Just fly the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just too much. It's really too much. And the Las Vegas stadium is like, the sickest stadium. Um, and I'm sure Taylor will have like the best possible suite. I know they have like on field suites. They have like these crazy like. On field suites. Yeah. I'm curious where she's going to sit. I wonder who she'll bring with her. This is like the cream of the crop. It, the season started. She was, I was actually noticing this because I was picking stories and Sophie was going to every game because like Sophie oh, was yeah. going through it. But now Sophie and her mans are very serious. She posted yes. on Instagram with him. They've been she on did. a ski trip. And I feel like Sophie's kind of flown the coop. Yep. Unless I, Peregrine is going to the Super Bowl. So I agree. I think it'll be like the A team. And I do think that includes Kelly. I do think Blake and Ryan will be there. Like they really started this journey with her. They, but they mostly stay in the games near their house. Oh, that's true. I don't think they'll be there. Maybe her LA friends. But also Taylor's kind of become a part of like this Chiefs family. She doesn't need a million no. life rafts. No, she doesn't. So like she's got Brittany, all of Travis's friends who like seem to be recurring characters because I start recognizing them, recognizing them more and more and she keeps hugging them and stuff. She doesn't need that many like friends, babysitters. Yeah, but if I was her close friend, I would want to go. Like it's a fun thing, the oh, Super of Bowl. Course, of Not course. even because of her, but like everyone wants to go to the Super Bowl. I, I read the cheapest ticket is going for like $9,000. Well, that's the other thing is that I do think even Taylor Swift, like you have to be prudent. Those suites are hard to come by. They've been purchased for a long time. She obviously can get a suite, but like I am sure everyone's family, Donna and everyone wants to go. You can't bring a million friends. Like I think no. Taylor's probably, and I'm sure Taylor's like footing the bill for the suite or maybe Travis's. I don't know because it's like his family too, but she can't bring 55 people because it's Donna, it's Jason, it's Kylie, it's Travis's friends. Like it's a lot of people. So Taylor could probably bring like two to three friends. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't think like even be more she than has one. to be conservative. I don't think there will be more than one chief suite. Right. For Travis. So it's need to bring only. Right. No, I think there will be more than one chief suite, but Travis and Patrick are definitely going to have one suite together. And so that includes Patrick's mom, brother, sister, kids. Like it's a lot of people. Yeah. What's the brother's name? 
Jackson. That was Justin because I'm so hung up on Austin Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you think it's Austin. I need Patrick and Brittany to have a son named Austin just to just close, close the, the circle. Loop. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That would be that would be important to me. And I'm just like continuing my journey, loving Brittany Mahomes. Like it's just it's all good, you know. But her and Taylor were not together yesterday. Yes, they were. Oh, they were both in the suite. Yeah, got it. I didn't see. They arrived together. They left together. It was all good. Oh, Jackie's she sees on it. It's true. Take your time. You sick? Yeah, I, over the last few days, I've just been like, had a tickle in my throat, and now today I'm sneezing, and I have no idea where it's come from. No one around me is sick. Mm. Spooky, scary. I have chills. Just like, not ideal. Should we like continue on with the stories, even though it just feels so irrelevant? How long have we been going? 47 minutes. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll give you the other four, because like, that's a really crazy precedent to set. Like, what story has to be big enough that it's the only story? I, if there ever was a story, like, it would be that. But listen, we have a job to do, and we will do the other four. We will do the other four, but swiftly. Swi like Taylor Swift. For, for lack of a better word. Yeah. We're going to be swift about it. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to say before I get into the stories? No, I mean, like, we have four. Uh, we have time. Like, <laughs> Not if we're going swiftly. Oh, okay. I guess then yeah. the Swiftly stories are brought to you by Taylor Farms. So Taylor Farms chopped salad kits deliver the freshest, best tasting salads to eat at home or on the go across North America. Taylor Farms is a family owned company on a mission to create healthy lives throughout fresh, delicious food. Taylor Farms chopped salad kits. They affy boring in every bag with over 30 flavors. Each base is a unique blend of greens and veggies created to perfectly complement the toppings and dressings to deliver the best tasting flavor for flavor forward salad kits. So they really are where convenience meet freshness. The salads are pre-washed, pre-cut and ready to enjoy. Whether you're a busy professional or a home chef, Taylor Farms salads make healthy eating a breeze. Like salad bags are so fabulous, but let me tell you some of these brands are out here with like crusty, dusty, musty salad bags. Taylor Farms is so fresh. They have such great different like flavors and uh -huh. kits. And it's really so genius to always have in your fridge, like whether you're busy or you're just like hungry, it's just a great thing to have. They're so amazing. I feel like I always want like a big juicy salad but I don't have the time or chopping prowess to get chopping or the creativity and they it's done it's done with Taylor Farms so with my new with my new like healthy chef kitchen vibe these easy salad kits are the perfect healthy and flavorful addition um whether you want to have it as a meal or just you know a little side maybe make some rice some chicken whatever it is so purchase Taylor Farms chopped salad kits where you like to shop it's available at all major grocery stores and next time you're going for salad in a bag like the only real option here is Taylor Farms I'm sorry like it's fresh it's good it's really innovative with their flavors and their different kits and I love it kits today's episode is also brought to you by Caraway as you're starting the new year, do you have any goals that Caraway can help you with? Because one of my goals is to stop ordering in so much, and Caraway has just been absolutely instrumental in that goal. For a lot of people, they want to stop ordering in to save money. They want to stop ordering in to be a little bit more health forward. Whatever it is, Caraway can help you. With so many collections to explore, there's sure to be a Caraway for every kind of cook. Their internet famous kitchenware is a staple of any home, and it comes in a variety of modern shades to fit with any design aesthetic. You can ditch the chemicals with Caraway. Their non toxic cookware features a chemical free ceramic coating, so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard to pronounce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. 
ingredients. All of their sets come equipped with complimentary easy access storage solutions to keep the kitchen tidy. Their colors are so gorgine. I just got the new sage set. I couldn't be happier with it. I'm going for like a new green undertone vibe, very olive in my new home. I've got like green furniture. I've got some green rugs and having the green cookware really ties the whole thing in together. And of course, it's just like, it's the best pan. Easy ceramic coating, nothing sticks, easy to clean, five star. You know, don't make me insult your intelligence by like, bragging. It's non-toxic, it's easy cooking, and it's well-loved. Over 65,000 people have rated five stars about their Caraway kitchen, so now it's time to try for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com slash toasty to take advantage of this limited time offer of 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners, so visit carawayhome.com slash toasty or use code toasty, T-O-A-S-T-Y, at checkout, Caraway. It's non-toxic, cook- non-toxic cookware made modern. Thank you. Oh, that made me hungry. Our next story, like really the next four, just I feel, I honestly feel sorry for them. I do too. Um, Kim Kardashian is set to produce and feature in an upcoming three-part BBC documentary about Elizabeth Taylor. Oh my God, who cares? Yeah. Kim is gearing up to produce and feature in BBC's upcoming three-part documentary covering the life of Elizabeth Taylor. Kim was actually the last person to interview the late movie star before her death in March 2011. What? And What? What? You know, Kim's obsessed with her. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She's like bought some of her jewelry that's gone to auction. I think like Kim buys everything like, you know. Yeah. But like this is like someone who is just, you know, like her Kim. Okay. So she's going to produce the documentary and also feature in it, which I wonder in what sense maybe talking about their final interview. Yeah. I mean, this is just like another like part in Kim's journey to wanting to be some sort of like. Hollywood uh, mover and shaker. Well, yes, but this is a documentary and I do understand. It's just like another notch in her belt though, like for production. Like she's a producer now. Yeah. Uh, But no, this makes like more sense to me than, you know, her starring in a Netflix series. Right, like a rom-com. But it'll be interesting. I wonder what their last interview was. Yeah. The story is not storying for me. Yeah. Well, having a hard time like grounding up like a fuck to give, you know? Yeah. Well, there are people like Elizabeth Taylor. She's a lot of people's like Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn. Like, she's, no, she's everything. She's an icon, we love so her Jewish queen. You might want to know that she has a documentary coming out. You know what? I, that's probably a documentary I would watch. I don't know a lot about Elizabeth Taylor, but I know she's like a Jewish ally queen. And she's and, like uh, Evelyn Hugo. Right, 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 right. So like I would watch this. Yeah. Me too. She's someone that I don't know a lot about that, like, I would want to get into her story. This seems Rabbit like a hole. good portal. And then you would end up, like, reading a book written by, like, a uh, hairdresser or something. Love. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Love that for me. Yeah. That journey is coming up for you. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Our next story is for the co-sleeping mamas because Adrienne Bylone is talking about how she turned her son's room into a playroom since they co-sleep. She said... Oh, wow. Okay. By the way... I don't know if we ever talked about this on the main show because you said it on the Patreon. Yeah. And I'm not co-sleeping anymore, but for the first four months of Charlie's life, we were co-sleeping exclusively. And Jackie just said, like, fuck it. Like, fuck um, it. And the I'm thing is, the- I think a lot of people co-sleep. It gets like a really like in bad. Secret. In secret. There was literally a cut article called, are we all co-sleeping and just <laughs> lying about it? Because it's like not textbook safe sleep it's it can be dangerous but a lot of what I read is that most co-sleeping accidents happen when you fall asleep accidentally and you're not prepared like when you go to sleep intentionally knowing you're going to co-sleep there's a lot of things that you could do to make it safer 
when there have been co-sleeping accidents, it's from people who didn't plan to fall asleep. Got it. So that's just something to know. But anyways, yeah, a lot of people fucking co-sleep and it's great. Okay. But accidents <laughs> happen. You guys, when Accidents Jackie- happen. You have to be safe about it. You know, don't use a blanket. So you have to be sleeping in a safe position. Like you need to do a little bit of research on what's best, but it's also so innate. Like the idea that you have to do research for this like natural instinct, but just right. be safe about it. If you're curious. Okay. Anyways, Adrian Bylone, her son is 17 months and he's still sleeping in bed with her. So much so that she turned his, what was supposed to be his bedroom into a playroom. She was on the Tamron Hall show and she said, the reality is we co-sleep so we don't call it his bedroom anymore. That bed is there for when my cousins come over and they got kids, they sleep in that room. That boy is in that bed with me. I'm not letting him go. I just want to say like I, before I go to bed tonight, like will pray for Adrian Bailon's like, dms yeah because people are so nuts about this topic like it's a personal choice however anyone chooses to parent like is their journey and people get so i literally people were when jackie said she was co-sleeping on the patreon people were like i'm canceling my patreon like okay yeah co-sleeping is pretty controversial but like it's like anything else more personal than some babies go to sleep in the crib and sleep great from day one and if that's not your reality like Trying to you gotta force get creative. It. You, and you need to sleep. Like, I feel like the first three months of Charlie's life, the only reason why I was functioning was because I was getting decent sleep because we were sleeping together. Right. Like, what's more dangerous, co-sleeping or having a mother who's not awake? Yeah. No, it's just, and every baby's different. Some babies just don't want to go into the crib yet. But now, right. but you could also, you don't have to co-sleep till they're 17 months. But she talks about how her journey to having her baby was a very long road. They did IVF. I think she had a surrogate. And so she mm. said, I'm not letting him go. He's sleeping with me. That's Listen. that or not. But I think when your baby gets bigger, the bigger they get, uh, well, it becomes the more less dangerous. dangerous. Less danger of you rolling onto them. More danger of them rolling themselves off the bed. Oh, oh, But oh. you could put up things. Like there are things that you could yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when your baby's 17 months, like it's kind of just like having a kid in your bed. Yeah, no, it's like annoying. No, it's like they're a person. They can sleep. It's not like as dangerous as sleeping with like a newborn. Like I, one time in my life, I have been so blessed to have Harry fall asleep in my bed. Like, I don't know what happened. It must have just been like a crazy day or something. We He was allowed to come into bed with me and watch a movie. And maybe it was boring because he fell asleep. And let me tell you, I've thought of nothing else but that moment since. Like it was the most magical thing that's ever happened to me. I felt special. I felt chosen. And if I could do that every night, like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah. No, it's it's really, really nice. Again, not for everyone, but for the, this is stories for those of you who do it. Because for everyone else, you know, your pediatrician tells you AAP, you're doing great, sleeping on the back, whatever. For the people who it's not so simple and you're co-sleeping, like, I see you. Now, when you go to the pediatrician, like, do you admit it or you lie? Well, that's that's like in the culture. And I found like some co-sleepy Instagram accounts where like people talk about these things and it's like everyone we dread going because it's like but did you lie I don't lie okay because I'm not a liar and what did the doctor say like oh you're not even for like uh accident purposes but she was just like more so you want to get him out and into his own room or else you'll never be able to and I'm someone who I want that eventually independence like I'm not gonna have the them sleeping in my bed forever like some people who want that. But she was more so like, if you want him to eventually sleep in a crib outside of your room, like now you want him. Now's the time. At three months. And I'm like, okay, maybe five months. (laughs) Right, right, right. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah, but what I felt like he was more ready and also able to put himself to sleep, you know? Whatever works. works. Yeah, whatever works. But her advice wasn't wrong in the sense that like, 
if you want it to happen eventually, like you can't go on forever like this. Of course, of course. But less about the like, that's bad. Don't do it. Right. Yeah. Because like, I know. I see. Uh, of course. You know, the AAP always with their guidelines that change every day. And then they're like, oh, the last one. Don't listen to that one. This one's the real one. This is, yeah, very like, Demi Lovato. Oh, that's the AAP. They're like, remember when yeah. we said that thing? Don't listen to us. It's this No, now. Demi Lovato's like, my last documentary, I was lying the whole time. This documentary <laughs> is my real truth. Classic and we're like, stuff. Oh, okay. It's like, happened like three documentaries in a row. Classic stuff. That's how I feel about a lot of baby guidelines that have changed so Every 10 years they change and it's the opposite of what they said 10 years ago. So, so just like, like, do what you think is best. Right. So I'm like, so what are you going to say 10 years from now? Right. What about what right. you're saying now isn't correct? No. So that's why it's just like, do what you think is best. Go with your gut. Maternal instinct is real. Maternal okay, instinct is real, even though there was an article that said maternal instinct is not real. Who wrote that article? Slanderous. It was like New York Times E. Who wrote the article? Let me call them by their name. I just don't believe that like at all. No, I don't believe that at all. But they say it's like a social construct, which is. Oh, that's such a lie. It's such a lie. Instinct is not real. I'm going to go with Washington Post. The New York Times claims that maternal instinct is a misogynistic myth. Wait, why is it misogynistic? It literally gives women magical powers. Literally. But I guess I don't even want to theorize as to the no, other side. I, of I don't want to. I, I don't want to platform this dumb idea. I don't want to platform any rationalizations that would make people think that maternal instinct is not a real thing. It's real. It's, it's real. real. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Some Nielsen news because Suits has beat The Office in the streaming record for 2023. Nielsen reveals their original streaming shows shut out of yearly top 10. It's all rewatches and that wow. Suits has beat The Office, which is like, that's really big. Okay, but just for this one year, not like in total streams. Oh, of course not. But for oh, this okay, year. that's what I thought you were saying at first. But that is crazy. Yeah. So, oh, I hate when they rack up minutes watched. Like, But also, is The Office bigger than Friends? Yeah. So I need to go um, to the list of the top 10. I, but they didn't say The Office was number one, but just that Suits beat The Office. So that's insane. Yeah. I wonder if any of the actors, because most of the actors from that show, like, aren't, like, popular working actors right now. It was like that show was kind of like their big Roman empire. And I wonder if it's caused any of them to like book more roles. I feel like it would. Because they all do like indie stuff. Like, but are any of them going to be in something we've actually like going to say? It would be nice. Yeah. And what they really should do is bring suits back on Netflix, like Arrested Development vibes, but make it good. That's actually a great idea. But Meghan Markle wouldn't return. You never know. Actually, if there was ever anything she was going to return to, like these are people she knows she's really close with. Like, No, she wouldn't have returned three years ago. She wouldn't have returned no. two years ago. Maybe no. in a year from now. Yeah. You know, things are winding down over at Archwell Archetypes. Yeah, productions. They're looking for new content. Maybe Maybe she would insist on being a producer on the show. Right, right, right. Get in like a backdoor deal. Make it all look like it was her idea. Love. Wait, what was the story? Oh, that it beat the office in streaming records. Right. And um, it racked up 57.7 billion total minutes watched. Whatever that means. Office was 57.1 billion total minutes watched. Now, I guess like if I had to guess prior to this story, like what's the biggest show of all time? Like currently, like that people still watch. Like I guess I would say The Office, but I don't know why I find that shocking. Just because we don't watch it. Right, right. 
but like I would have thrown like Seinfeld friends in there. Like but they're all very Seinfeld much of the same on ilk. The, on the streamers. It's on Netflix. I feel like And Friends is on Max. People don't, I feel like people don't rewatch Seinfeld in the way that- Like re- as a comfort show. In the way that they rewatch Friends. I'm sure some people do, but not like hordes the way Friends or The Office. Yeah, because not even, it's not even rewatching. People just have Friends and The Office on as like background noise for them these days. It's like a comfort show. It's just like sound. It's not even a rewatch. Yeah. I'm also, trying season, to find the list of top 10. The way they're making this so difficult to decipher. New and final season of Young Sheldon premieres like this month. Sad. No, and I think I know what happens. What? Because it's a show that's a prequel. So like, yeah, apparently there's like this big thing that happens in Big Sheldon's life. And people are assuming that like that is what happens now. I'm sure that would. And now that I know what it is, like I'm I really don't want to watch. I didn't finish the seasons that are out there. But it's like, it's always there for you. It's always there for me. But I was like, I wasn't comfortable when I was watching it. And so like, I have that association with it. Like I was so massive on this uncomfortable couch. Right. Like deep into my, pre- like it was just, I need to. You have a bad association. It's okay. I need to add, get good associations though, because I, I liked the show, but I just like all Maybe of a like sudden I, one day I was like, I can't do this anymore. Maybe when I come down, like we'll all watch it together and have a giggle and like that'll be your new association. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love that. I had to call a lid on Young Sheldon no cap. No cap. She, you had to put a cap on it. I did. Fifth and final story. Yes. 118 new emojis are arriving to your iOS oh 17.4, including a lime, a shaking head, and four gender neutral families. So we also have a phoenix rising, a brown mushroom, a broken metal chain, two shaking heads, four gender neutral families, and there's also 100 people facing sideways in a range of skin colors and genders, including some holding canes and others in wheelchairs. I just feel like it's going to get really hard to find the emoji that you need, like when they're doing brown mushrooms. Like there really doesn't need to be emoji for everything. No, but it's so crazy that you can have all these emojis and still not be able to have redhead Include variant. everyone. Oh, oh, they don't still? No, like I couldn't do a pregnant redhead. Oh, that's crazy. I could do a pregnant no, man. The, the thing is, is like you... <laughs> the thing is, is like I do think it's futile for Apple to try and really include every single person. No, they're trying. They will not And they're going to die trying. Because <laughs> die at the trying. end of the day, like... Everyone is different. Like no, and people everyone keep in this changing. world. And also it's right. like if we do red hair variant, then like do we do blue hair? Well, but red hair and is natural. Nobody's red, born no, with that, blue hair. I agree, but maybe that's the argument they would make. But that argument doesn't even work for the iOS operators because they're like, yeah, then we'll do it. I don't give a fuck. We'll add it. Yeah. No, no, no. The thing is, is like I just, I do feel like it's, a, a fruitless endeavor they're on because every year they add more things, but every year people in the culture look different and act different and identify They'll differently. Never like, stop trying. No, Jackie, it's it's it literally is like the song that never ends. Like it's a hamster wheel. They will never complete what they've set out to complete. But I think they're okay with that, and I would be okay with it too if they would just fucking add the redhead variant. And people will say, "There's a redhead emoji," and they send me the one. I'm not asking for a redhead emoji. I'm asking for every single emoji of person to have right. the redhead variant. Right, because they do. Blo- for every person, you can select blonde, blonde brunette, 
skin color and change skin tone but you're right there is no redhead redhead variant is what i'm saying yeah no i know what you're saying so until you guys add that you're never going to be inclusive and you're never going to accomplish your dreams of inclusivity you know that yeah right? that's like odd though because they they go to like the most sort of extreme and random they're like oh if there's one person in society who's like this then they shall right. be included right but there's you know a whole culture of redheads and a it's a natural thing Right. It's not like then going into hair dyes, which would be a whole box to right, open right, right. up. A box right, literal dye. Literal box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they can, you know, cross that bridge when they decide. I just personally, like, I feel exhausted for these people. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's never enough. But I also feel like there's so many emojis that I go to use and they don't exist. Yes, yes, yes. Because I remember, I, and I think maybe they've added it, but I was shocked to find there was no bubble emoji. Bubbles? Like blowing yeah, bubbles? I think, I think there is now. There is now. But you're right. It's always like these random things. Remember when they changed like the gun to water gun? Like that helped. <laughs> World peace. You know? Like I feel like they're always like doing the most. Like trying to keep up with every movement. And I, I just want to say like I feel tired for them. Like it must be exhausting that department of Apple. Yeah, I'm tired for them. But I also personally like I have beef with them. You have a vested interest. No, yeah. I have beef. Like I'm angry. Shannon was just saying because she came to New York she's was talking about she's doing a trip to New York to do like a bunch of bridal stuff and she wanted to put like a redhead bride and there was no redhead bride yeah excuse me it ain't right I'm like what is that no it's almost like Steve Jobs like was seriously like betrayed by a woman with red hair it's like the company has a policy hundred percent except it's like not Apple it's um this company that does the emojis, Unicode. Okay, well, Unicode. So the, the CEO of Unicode's wife left him for a redhead. Yeah. And he's never been the same and since. And he will not acknowledge redheads. I guess that's better than doing like a busted redhead. Yeah. I mean, none of the emojis are like particularly gorgeous, you know? No, but they, they are nice. I'm also like not an emoji user. Like I can't explain it. I kind of hate emojis, low-key. Sometimes, I, I like the emoticon, the yellow circles. The expressive faces. The OG. Like, but no, and even some of the newer ones, like uh, the one that's smiling and crying. I'm yes, always no, no, no. sending I, that. I'm saying OG in the sense of like the yellow circles. Yellow circles, but even the updated yellow circles and they they have like cringe emoji, of salute. I love them all. I agree with that. Those ones I use, actually, let me go to my most used emojis. What do you got? Mine are like the ones we use for toast, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what else? Oh, I use hearts of every color. Oh, I love this one. I love this. I think it's just... Hand hearts? I think hand hearts is a beautiful emoji. I do the vomiting one like all the time. I don't know oh, why. Oh, that's good. I have crying with a smile, but I also have teary eyes with a smile. I also have the two fingers like pointing at each other. Oh, that's good. I don't have that. I have... Oh, the one that's like blushing and surrounded by three hearts. Love that one. You love that. You love that. I love the one that's like screaming in pain. I'm going to text it to you. That's like. Okay, hold on. I texted it to you. I use that all the time. Oh, ja the one she's talking about is the one where like the mouth is turned kind of upside down. It's like. You know? And you know, I love the one that's like. Like yikes. Yeah. The yikes emoji. Yeah, that's the cringe one. I'm going to screenshot this and post it to my Instagram. But why do I have Share a sneaker? Share your favorite emojis. I have a rocket because I accidentally to the moon. Yeah, because you're always talking about Elon. Classic. Oh, the headphones for listen. Tap to listen. Oh, I always have the microphone and the camera. Tap to listen, tap to watch. Oh, I use my headphones. That's funny. Um, 
so yes, best of luck in this fruitless endeavor, <laughs> Apple. We wish you all the best. And that is our show. Really, you know, the one big story, the four littles. But I had a good time. I had a good time with the four littles. I feel like we got actually into some interesting combo. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to doing it all again tomorrow. Same, except, you know, with less, less exciting things in which to discuss. I don't know. Who knows? The day is young. That's true. And New Heights will come out this week. Right. So that's our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So for watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere. Podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, Air Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast of Five Star Review. Better, beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye.